Welcome to the Lend Academy podcast, episode number 188. This is your host, Peter Renton, founder of Lend Academy and co-founder of the Lend at Fintech conference. Today's episode is sponsored by Lendit Fintech USA 2019, the world's leading event in financial services innovation. It's going to be happening April 8th through 9th at Moscone West in San Francisco. We're going to be covering digital banking, blockchain, financial health, and of course, online lending, as well as other areas of fintech. There will be over 5,000 attendees, over 250 sponsors, and registration is now open. Just go to lendit.com to register. Today on the show, I am delighted to welcome Zor Gorolov. He is the CEO and co-founder of Casisto. Now, Casisto is a fascinating company. They've been around not that long, but they have developed a conversational AI platform for banking. So we talk about exactly what that is. I didn't know, and I learned a lot in this conversation, actually. We talk about how it actually works in practice. We actually go through an example of a bank that has implemented Casisto's technology into their bank and the difference that it's made for them. We talk about you know, how these products learn, what makes them um, just really dedicated to banking, how they're able to sort of you know how they're able to focus on that particular sector. We talk about the future of interaction. We obviously has there's voice and text and how that's playing out, and what is also coming down the track shortly at Casisto. It was a fascinating interview. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Saul. Thank you, Peter. I'm happy to be here and thank you for having me. Okay, no problem. So I like to get these things started by giving the listeners a little bit of background. So maybe you could tell us some of the things that you've uh, you've done in your career. You've had uh, a pretty interesting career to date. So why don't you share with the listeners some of the highlights? Yeah, I, I'm a software engineer by training and I... Um, Worked in uh, the, the software companies, uh, but in, in mid '90s or so, I decided to fulfill my life dream and start my first uh, software company, which I did. The company was called uh, BuzzCompany.com, and at Buzz Company, we built um, enterprise messaging software. Some Fortune 500 companies using that software, and then uh, from there, I moved on and I started a company called Speech Cycle. And Speech Cycle build a speech recognition uh, activated virtual assistants for telcos. So I started doing that way, way back. You know, Telstra, Time Warner, uh, Cablevision, Cox Communications were all uh, customers. Both of these uh, businesses were uh, venture funded mm-hmm. uh, with successful exits. And then um, in 2013, I uh, started Persisto. I was co-founding CEO of all these ventures. And uh, before that, I, my, in, my interest with speech recognition and natural language technology goes back many, many years where when I worked at Bell Labs on yeah. some of the early, uh, early speech recognition and natural language projects that were sponsored by DARPA. And uh, we were running the systems on super mini computers that were largest of the size of the conference room that I'm, I'm sitting in now. <laughs> and this technology over the past 20 to 25 years made tremendous progress and enabled us to get to where we are here and enabled companies like Assisto create this really amazing human-like 
conversations between AI systems and computers. Right, right. Yep. That's interesting. So then, so what was then, what was the idea that led to the, the founding of Casisto? So first of all, uh, Casisto is a spin-off from Stanford Research Institute, or SRI. Mm-hmm. It's a very famous research lab that has decades of um, artificial intelligence experience. I think they started working with some of the systems in the, in the 70s. So one of the largest independent R&D labs uh, in the world. And SRI also has a very efficient and well-known venture and licensing program. Mm-hmm. There was the IP that gets created, SRI gets commercialized and uh, licensed to other companies or sometimes they create ventures. Many of your listeners probably heard of Siri, Apple Siri. Siri was created at SRI before it was sold uh, to Apple. And actually, history of consistent goes back to Siri. There was a uh, team of scientists that, uh, at SRI that continued to stay on and continue to work on next generation, a virtual assistant system, which ultimately became Kai. And then, uh, of course, we're, we're using Kai uh, in, in uh, uh, banking. So... In a way, in the artificial intelligence way, Siri and Kai are related. We like to say <laughs> that Siri, Siri is uh, Kai's older cousin, not as smart in banking, but you know, part of the family nonetheless. Right. Uh, to answer your question, what led me to this, look, I, I've been fascinating with speech recognition, natural language, and AI systems for uh, most of my career. They said I worked at, early on at Bell Labs. And I, I believe that conversational user interface uh, will continue to become more and more sort of main way users uh, interact with computers, same way we interact with each other, same way you and I are communicating now. The, what led to Casisto idea is this basic premise that as banks go through a digital transformation, uh, the relationship between consumers and banks become very uh, transactional. Mm-hmm. You know, people check balances, transfer money, they look things up and they move on. And I think oftentimes the sort of emotional connection that gets established between brands or banks in this case and customers, consumers is getting closed. And our belief early on was the human-like conversations was a way for, for banks to continue to engage with customers on digital channels and help them better understand their money, help them make better decisions about, about their money, all using human-like exchanges. Okay. Okay. So then what is the difference between, you know, like, like Siri or obviously there's Alexa and, you know, Google's got a product. I mean, they're all, they're, there's lots of these voice assistants now. So what's the difference between Kai? I mean, you said Kai is really for banking and finance. So how is it how is it similar and how is it different to the these other mainstream you know voice recognition systems? Well, first of all, Kai is a conversational AI platform. Mm-hmm. Banks use Kai to build virtual assistants and chatbots and interact with their customers. So think of Kai as a banking brain that bank can make their own, right? They can create their own conversations. They can create, you know, present those conversations their own ways on mobile devices, on their websites, uh, on Alexa, on Facebook Messenger, and Kai knows how they have those conversations. What makes Kai unique and different is that it is trained on banking 
and it knows and understands banking. It knows, you know, debits and credits and withdrawals and deposits. It knows that current account is the same thing as checking account. It knows about FDs and CDs. It knows about account opening. You know, that's that's you know that's what make makes Kai unique. And plus, it comes with the infrastructure that allows bank to rapidly deploy the systems and customize and brand those systems. Right. And uh, what, the other thing that makes Kai unique, Kai is not a search-like experience where you go on the website, you search, and you get 10 responses. Kai is not a search engine. Kai is a do engine. It actually, you can ask a question, and not only Kai answers the questions, it will help you get things done. So for example, you can go to Kai and say, hey, you know, I'd like to make a payment on my credit card. And Kai will come back and say, okay, well, I see that your balance is $1,000. Uh, do you like to make a minimum payment or you'd like to pay it off? And uh, you may say, well, I'd like to pay it off, but do I have enough money in the, my checking account? And Kai will come back and say, well, you know, you don't have enough money in checking account, but I see that you have enough money in savings. Would you like to transfer? So it enables this human-like conversation and help consumers you know, get things done. And ultimately, it helps consumers make better financial decisions about their money. Right, right. Okay. So it's more, it's really, because, you know, I can ask, I can, you know, I can ask my bank uh, through Alexa what my, what my account balance is and what, you know, what my credit card balance is. But it, it's, I guess it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rudimentary. What you're saying is this, you've got an engine that can really do a whole bunch of different things. So, so maybe we could start with, an example, I know you've got some high profile banks that you have signed up. Why don't you just take one of those, you know, some of the publicly available information and just tell us how they're actually implementing your technology in their bank? Oh, of course. Well, let me, before I do that, let me explain to you a little bit about uh, what conversational AI is. Okay, not. that's probably a good idea. But, yeah. And I thought, yeah, conversational AI is really about enabling human-to-human-like conversations between humans and machines. Mm -hmm. Conversational AI is not about adding voice recognition or natural language to enable some of the features that users already do in their mobile banking apps on their websites. Right. right? That is not that interesting, right? You don't, you don't necessarily... You know, you know how to transfer money in your mobile banking app. You know, you don't need to go and voice activate this feature, right? Some banks may choose to do that, but that's not a must-have. What where, where conversational AI becomes interesting, where users can start interacting with banks using their own language. Right? For the first time, we give, you know, Kai allows banks to put a microphone or give a text back for their users and their users go in and tell banks what they want. Mm-hmm. Just think about the power of it. You know, the, and the, what people say are thousands and thousands of different things that they, that they want from their banks. So conversational AI is really creating net new experiences. In other words, conversational AI is about enabling users to do things that are they're not able to do on their mobile apps or on banking okay. websites which tend to be very transactional right mm-hmm. uh, what did i spend on uber last week right can you go quickly get answer to a question on the, uh, in your mobile app right you probably can right it's not only you can really do that in your mobile app you you probably 
won't even call your bank to ask this question. Think about calling your bank and saying, hey, I want to know what I spent on Uber last week. They'll probably hang up on you, right? Right. So the, so the, so the conversational AI is really about creating net new experiences for users that they can get from uh, their banking services. And some of this experience, you know, they, they didn't exist before. You know, can I afford to go on vacation? You know, should I buy a car? You know, there, there's so many things that people express that are just simply not doable through any other uh, means. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll give you a story. I'll give you a story from one of our customers to answer your question. A DBS, Development Bank of Singapore, is uh, one of the largest banks in Southeast Asia. The CEO of the bank decided to build their international expansion strategy around this new mobile-only bank that they call Digibank. And they decided to launch this bank in India first. Mm-hmm. When they, so this is mobile-only bank, no branches, no call centers. Um, when they launched their mobile app, it had two unique features. One was 90-second paperless account opening that was enabled through India's Adhar biometrics identification system and virtual assistant called Digibot that was powered by Kai. Mm-hmm. We trained Kai to answer thousands of different questions about uh, banking. So today, the bank has two and a half million customers. Kai is handling 80% of all interactions between consumers and banks through artificial intelligence. Only 20% of so these sessions go to uh, live chat agents. That enabled the bank to run Digibank in India at one-fifth of the cost of a traditional bank. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kai today supports everything from customer onboarding, how do I open an account? What documents do I need to open an account? Where is nearest biometrics identification center? To you know, customer uh, education. You know, which products do I have? What interest rates do you do you charge? Uh, how do I upgrade uh, my account? Uh, to customer service. You know, I'm, I'm traveling to England. Do I have to pay uh, ATM uh, fees when I get cash? So this is this is the power of Kai that allowed a, a major bank in Southeast Asia to launch completely new digital and mobile only offering and run it at a very cost-effective manner. We believe that virtual assistance for both traditional banks as well as challenger banks, you know, are becoming a must-have to enable any kind of true digital transformation. Okay, so then how are you, like how's that actually being implemented? Is this, is this through, I mean, obviously if you've got you're answering 80% queries from customers. Is this through virtual chat, um, like a little, like a, a chatbot type thing, or are there other delivery mechanisms for it? That's an excellent question that, that you asked. So Kai is built into uh, Digibank's mobile app, and users go in and they invoke Kai and interact with it. All interactions that or 99.9% of all interactions that are handled by Kai today are handled through uh, in the, at, at uh, DBS Digibank are handled through text. Okay. Now, generally speaking, voice adoption in banking is, is interesting. We, we have customers running Alexa. 
And but they with our and then the demand continues to grow, but we are not really seeing massive adoption from consumers on our own systems of a voice as as a preferred uh, modality for interactions. Majority of our interactions across all of our systems are text based. Mm-hmm. And are you, are you sort of agnostic on whether it's voice or text when you're, uh, you know, as far as, you're, you know, if, is it the same kind of uh, behind the scenes engine that uh, that drives this or does it, or are you really geared up for text? No, we're absolutely agnostic. We view voice as another modality, um, you know, and then we, we consumers can choose to interact with voice, text or touch. So from that perspective, Akai uh, is what the industry lingo is called as multimodal system. Kai is on, also an omni-channel system. You know, you can interact, start interacting with Kai on Alexa, but then log in to your mobile app and continue those interactions. So it's, it supports and it knows which channel you're on and it knows how to optimize interactions for a channel. So, you know, you mentioned your bank and Alexa, and I don't know who your bank is and I know how the, uh, the Alexa implementation is done, but, you know, some banks uh, continue to build siloed channels. Right? They build something from Alexa and they go build, you know, a conversational experience for perhaps their mobile app or uh, Facebook Messenger. You know, we, we, our uh, vision for Kai is a brain that can interact with users and optimize those interactions independent on the channel they're on. For example, if you ask uh, Alexa, show me my last 10 transactions, you probably don't want to sit in the kitchen and hear 10 you know, cryptic names for your transactions. Right. Now, when you ask that question of Kai, Kai is smart enough to know that this question is coming from Alexa, and you'll get a response that says, okay, well, over the past, 10 transactions, you, you spend $582. Uh, would you like me to send the list to your mobile app? And then it can initiate the transaction and you get list of transactions on your mobile device, which is much more meaningful uh, customer experience. In addition to that, to the sort of uh, ability to handle multiple channels and optimize your, your experiences for every channel, you know, one, you know, can start with voice on Alexa, you can continue with text or touch on mobile device. Kai can also personalize your interactions depending on the user uh, user type or, or user segment. In other words, if you say, you know, I'd like to get a credit card or I'd like to apply to your gold card, depending on um, the user type, if you are a high net worth individual versus millennial, you may get different behaviors from Kai. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's really interesting. So I guess one of the things I'm interested in is that how how is Kai learning? Like obviously it's a it's conversational AI, and you know we it's it's extremely complex to be able to have a, a detailed conversation. And uh, how is it getting better? What are the things? Is it just because it's learning from all the interactions? Or maybe you could just tease out a little bit about um, you know how it is able to improve itself. So that's another good question that we often get asked. And, uh, and you know, to be frank with you, there are a lot of hype around AI. You know, yep. we, we hear, uh, you know, some people talk about self-learning and it's a very, uh, very popular uh, topic. Kai uses a combination of supervised and unsupervised learning. Supervised learning is when Kai training is done by people 
And a supervised learning is where we use machine learning technologies to uh, improve CHI over time. And the process of training actually is shared by Ecosystem, uh, but also our customers. You know, the systems, when they get deployed, uh, it's just like hiring people in call center. They require some uh, monitoring, some uh, training, some performance improvements, and we give our customers tools where in real time they can monitor a behavior of our of, of Kai-powered uh, virtual assistants, and they can actually affect that behavior and and train Kai. And of course, we have our own teams looking at Kai Kai interactions and improving Kai uh, performance as well. I often get asked by uh, some banking executives about Kai and self-learning, and I I always go back to. Uh, an example of a Microsoft bot called Tai. I don't know if you've heard the story. 2016, I think Microsoft called uh, launched a Twitter bot, and uh, it allowed users to train uh, Tai. And then, you know, the, the users trained Tai, and they created a bot that was sexist and, and, and racist, and Microsoft was not <laughs> pleased with the result right. and, and, the, and the outcome of this experiment. Banking world is very, very different. It's a highly regulated industry, and banks are very, very careful about what their virtual assistants are trained on and how they interact with their users, what they say, what they shouldn't say. So it's a very uh, tightly controlled and optimized process that relies on combination of both supervised and unsupervised uh, learning as well. Right. Okay. I got it. So it's, it's interesting to me that you've got, you know, with this explosion of this voice interaction at home, and then you've got, you know, I was actually a bit surprised to say you've got 99.9% .9 of interactions with your one client DBS that's doing it through its, its texts, you know, it's a chatbot type text messages. Are there, are there examples of banks that are really moving more towards voice or is, because I mean, it feels like voice is really becoming the, uh, this sort of way we interact, but where are you at like with this journey from text or voice? Are there some banks that are doing a lot more voice than text? I think banks that are doing voice are mostly doing Alexa-based implementations okay. uh, with us. Now, the, the issues of data privacy, obviously, are a consideration. Right? When you're talking to your Alexa, your, your banking data is going to the Amazon uh, cloud. And banks have different perspectives on that. And some banks are more open to this. Others are, are not as open. But I think that the voice implementations are mostly... And of course, you know, uh, Bank of America's virtual assistant, uh, uh, Erica, I'm sure yep. you've heard Bank of America launching it. Mm -hmm. I think they're on the record saying that text and touch are by far two more popular modalities uh, for the interactions as well. So I think that the, and the question is why, right? And um, most people on their mobile, it's one thing when you're sitting in your kitchen and you're asking Alexa about your, about your balance. However, you probably, when you are on public transportation and subway or bus, you probably don't want to, you know, get your phone out and start talking to you about your finances. You know, and that's the, I think there is a uh, social factor that needs to be considered. And of course, most, most consumers in, in a public settings like that are also worried about the privacy. And of course, privacy is not what you say to a banking app. 
the privacy is really what you what you hear back, right? Because right. You, can, you can ask your banking app, what's my balance? What you don't want to happen is, you know, people in New York City on uh, on the subway to hear that you have $10,000 in your checking account. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that is true. So, But there are, ways to, there are ways to manage that as well, right? Because, you know, the, the smart assistance will actually detect that user has headphones and they can play it back and uh, uh, however if you if you're on your speakerphone you probably just want to want, want to display it on on, the, on your device and not uh, sound it out for the users right right yeah yeah okay so then you know there's other there's other companies you know pursuing you know AI powered products in financial services I mean we've got you know there's IBM Watson uh, uh, are doing some things, you know, Google's doing some things. What do you see these these companies as as competitors to you, or are you kind of you know working together with them? How like how do you interact with the big tech companies? Well, we're focused on banking, and we we you know we do have competitors. Obviously, we see them in in our accounts. Our focus is also on on what our customers are asking us to do. And our customers are asking us to build uh, virtual assistants that are knowledgeable about banking, that can help users get things done in banking that are secure and are easy to manage. So that, that's been our focus and we're doing it in banking. Kai is trained on you know, millions and millions of banking specific utterances. You know, I, you know if, if you start with Google or IBM, you, know, I, you probably need to have enough data to make your virtual assistant uh, smart from day one, and that requires time. Right, right, for sure. So then, are you are, are you also are you working with any of the you know, more of the, the online banks and the online uh, financial services firms that you know that there's lots of online lenders out there that uh, would really benefit from a service like this? Or, or are you focused purely on the banking sector? We are primarily focused on working with large banks. However, we're also engaged with uh, challenger banks and some fintechs as well. You know, depending on their maturity cycle and how many customers they have and customer acquisition uh, goals, we are definitely looking at the market and it's of great interest uh, for us. Right, right. And then if you think about our customers, right, I mentioned Digibank. Digibank effectively a part of DBS that is its uh, its version of online bank. So we're working with both, with traditional banks, but also we're engaged with uh, online bank. And in fact, I think two weeks from now, we'll be making a major announcement about one of the, that uh, Kai being implemented, one of the largest online banks uh, in the world. Okay. Okay. Well, this will be published. Um, we're, we're recording this in early February, and uh, it'll actually be published in more than two weeks from right at this moment. So I will make sure to link to that in the show notes when uh, when we actually uh, publish that so people can know what you're, uh, what, what you're referring to. Yep. Okay, so we're running out of time, but just a, a couple more questions. I, I'm really interested in, do you think we are going to, I mean, how, in, let's look out five years and what are, how are we going to interact with our financial institutions? Is it, do you think it will still be this sort of, mainly text with a little bit of voice, or is there going to be a shift? Well, I think consumers will choose whether they want a voice or text. And I think that will be natural progression as voice systems mature, become more secure. I think that there will be more, more voice usage naturally. It's a major convenience uh, uh, feature. But I think, though, will, will, will be more interesting in, in 
five years is uh, AI systems that will help uh, democratize and personalize financial advice. I think there's a unique opportunity for a conversational assistance to capture best knowledge, best practices that exist today in the best minds in finance and deliver that advice, deliver that guidance and help consumers, help investors make better financial decisions, help them improve their financial well-being. I think that over the next five years, that's where the value in the conversational systems uh, will, will start to happen. Right. And the voice and text, I think consumers will will choose whatever channel is more appropriate for them. I do expect to see more voice. Uh, to, for me, most interesting part is really enabling these conversations to democratize and personalize financial advice and guidance. Right, right. No, that uh, that makes sense. That's it's 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 going to be it's going to be super interesting. I feel like there's there's a wide open wide open space there that is yet to be occupied by anybody for what you're exactly what you're describing. Okay, so then, so last question. So then, what what are you what are you working on today? Let's let's sort of bring it back a little bit into the into the near future. What's what are you working on today that that is most exciting at Casisto? Well, we're doing, working on a number of very uh, interesting things. Uh, first of all, our roots were in the retail banking, and now we have uh, customers applying Kai and deploying Kai for business banking and cor- corporate banking use cases. In other words, we're taking Kai and expanding its capabilities and finance in, in, in new areas. Right. Whether you're a small business or you're a CFO, Fortune 500 company, you know, now you can interact with Kai, not just about your personal bank account, but about the wires and payrolls and other things. So that's the so the expansion to a new area of finance is of, is of interest for us. Uh, the other area that we're looking at, we are developing more tools and more infrastructure and more APIs to make it even easier for banks to deploy, manage, and, and improve Kai. So these are the you know the two initiatives that we are we're focused on creating assistance that are broader in their knowledge about finance, uh, but also create assistance that are uh, enabling banks to deploy Kai more widely and make it easier, more efficient to manage and extend Kai. Ultimately, we see Kai as a fabric, conversational fabric that is used across. Of financial institutions to communicate with their various constituencies using human-like conversations, mm-hmm. powered by AI, of course. Of course. Okay. Well, that, that, that's that's fascinating. It really is. You've you've got a really interesting company, Zor, and I I appreciate you coming on the show today. Great, great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. See ya. All right. Bye bye. You know, I think Zor is the, the third guest in the last six months that has talked about this same thing, about this intelligent assistant that has, you know, a wealth of financial knowledge that can, that can help us navigate our financial lives. And, you know, we, we, we're not, we're not there yet, but 
you know, with all of the, uh, the, the technology that Casisto is building, all of the voice-powered uh, devices that are out there, it doesn't take much of a stretch to, to see that within whether it's five years or 10 years. But certainly in the near future, we are going to have an assistant that will be virtual and it will be personalized to us and it will gather the world's knowledge of finances specifically pertaining to your situation and it will allow you to make better financial decisions. I actually think this is super exciting. It's a way to really help people make better decisions and do do things that are are beneficial for their lives and not necessarily hurting themselves because the one thing that I've learned in the last uh, few years is that it's difficult for people to really embrace what is best for them and they really need a, a personalized guide, I think, to help them along the way. Anyway, on that note, I will sign off. I very much appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Today's episode was sponsored by Lendit Fintech USA 2019, the world's leading event in financial services innovation. It's happening April 8th through 9th at Moscone West in San Francisco. It's going to be the largest fintech event held in the Bay Area in 2019. We'll be covering online lending, blockchain, digital banking, and much more. You can find out all about it and register at lendit.com.